Welcome to our podcast, Bible Lessons for a Christian Life, hosted by TNW Ministries. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Please stay tuned after our lesson for information on how to contact us. Today we'd like to start a series on the fruit of the Spirit. In Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23, it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. So today I'd like to start our focus on the Spirit. And the first mention that we have of the Spirit in the Bible is all the way back in Genesis chapter 1. Starting at verse 1, it says, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, and God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night, and the evening and the morning were the first day. So the first mention of the Spirit in the Bible is here in verse 2, where it says, And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. So that establishes that God was together with the Spirit in the beginning. Um, It also goes on here in these scriptures and references where God says, We. And as we go through the Bible, you begin to understand there is the triune God. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. It established here in this first chapter that God sent the Spirit out upon the earth in order to create the light and the dark. After this point in time, the Spirit is known to come upon men. You can read many different accounts of this throughout the Bible. One of those is being Joshua in Numbers chapter 27, verse 18. God also sent the Spirit to come upon Gideon in Judges chapter 6, verse 34. One very familiar person in the Bible was Samson. You can read about him in Judges 13 and 25 and 14 and 6, where the Spirit moved upon him. We know with Samson. Samson, he went through a time that as long as his hair was long, the spirit was with him. He could do miraculous things during that time. But as soon as his hair was cut, because he had taken that Nazarite vow, he was to be a Nazarite from birth, then his strength went away from him because the spirit removed itself. Also, we know about Saul. Saul is a very prominent person in the Old Testament because he was the first king over the Israelites. He was anointed king. The Spirit of God came upon him and led him throughout his reign. But there was times when things would happen and he would depart from the Spirit's leading and he would do things that was unlike God. There was a point in time that he disobeyed God so much that the Spirit of God departed from him. These can be found in 1 Samuel chapter 10 and 1 Samuel chapter 16. I want to go now into Isaiah chapter 11 starting at verse 1. This is a prophecy that was given unto Isaiah that he recorded for us and it says and there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse and a branch shall grow out of his roots and the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him the spirit of wisdom and understanding the spirit of counsel and might the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the lamb and shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord and he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of his ears, but with righteousness.
righteousness shall he judge the poor, and reprove with equity for the meek of the earth. And he shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips shall he slay the wicked. And the righteousness shall be the girdle of his loins, and faithfulness the girdle of his reins. This prophecy here in Isaiah is pointing directly to the Messiah. It says here that the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, and with that Spirit, and with that Spirit, he will have wisdom and understanding. He will have the Spirit of counsel and might, and knowledge and fear of the Lord. This is the Spirit of God that will come down and walk with Jesus Christ in the flesh while he's here. And I'd like to turn to Luke chapter 2, verse 21. It says, Now when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also being baptized and praying the heaven was open and the holy ghost descended in a bodily shape like a dove upon him and a voice came from heaven which said thou art my beloved son in thee i am well pleased and jesus himself began to be about thirty years of age being as was supposed the son of Joseph, which was the son of Heli. And it goes on to give the lineage of Joseph as well. But the fulfillment of this prophecy really stems on the fact that the Holy Spirit descended like a dove upon him. And back in Isaiah, it also said that the Holy Spirit would come upon him and allow him to be a judge on the earth during his time. And this is just that fulfillment of prophecy. Also, if we go back into Joel chapter 2, verses 20, 28 and 29. This is another prophecy about the Holy Spirit and this is one I'd like to dwell on a little bit further and it says, And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions and also upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days will I pour out my Spirit. This is a prophecy that has been moved forward in time to Jesus and Jesus was born and started his ministry about 30 years of age and at that time the spirit came upon him and dwelled with him and he walked in the spirit of truth and understanding and was able to teach and draw many people unto him with his teachings if we turn over to john chapter 14 starting at verse 12 jesus is at this point speaking to his disciples and he says verily verily i say unto you he that believeth on me the works that i do he shall do also and greater works than these shall he do because i go unto my father at this point he's trying to explain to them that he will be leaving them at some point in the near future and that he will be going unto his father he goes on to say and whatsoever ye shall ask in my name that will i do and that the father may be glorified in the son if ye shall ask anything in my name i will do it if ye love me keep my commandments and i will pray the father and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever and that's a key verse right there because when jesus went away the spirit was going to go away with him also the spirit was no longer going to be walking on the earth it was going to leave the earth and he was trying to help the disciples to understand that just because i'm leaving the earth doesn't mean that the spirit is going to fully leave the spirit is going to come back and be a comforter to you because they are going to be going through some hard times and some trials once jesus is crucified and the key to this verse in my opinion in the promise that we can hold on to it says that he may abide with you forever that means once jesus christ goes away then that spirit would come back and be on this earth forever to abide with us he goes on to say even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not neither knoweth him 
but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. At this point in time, he's trying to help the disciples to understand that these people that he had been walking around and among all these years and teaching, so many of them did not recognize him as the Messiah. And because they could not recognize him in his fleshly form, they would not be able to recognize the spirit when it returned. But because they had been walking with him and had recognized that he was the Messiah, then they would also be able to recognize that spirit once it returned because they dwelled with him on the earth and the spirit was going to come back and dwell with them again and this time dwell in them. He goes on to say, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. And he's promising to come back in the form of the spirit. Yet a little while and the world seeth me no more. But ye see me, because I live, ye shall live also. At that day ye shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me, and I in you. There is the triune, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. He that hath my commandments, and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him, and will manifest myself. To him, And that is meaning manifest myself to him in the spirit in ways that only those true believers would understand. It goes on to verse 22 and says, Judas saith unto him, not Iscariot, Lord, how is it that thou wilt manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world? The disciples a lot of times had a hard time understanding what Jesus was trying to say. Jesus spoke a lot in parables and he had to break it down many times for them. So Judas did not see anything wrong with just going to Jesus and saying, how is this going to be possible? And Jesus goes on to say in verse 23, he says, Jesus answered and said unto him, if a man love me, he will keep my words and my father will love him. We will come unto him and make our abode with him. He that loveth me not keepeth not my sayings, and the word which ye hear is not mine, but the Father's which sent me. If you love me, and you love my Father, we will love you, and we will come to abide with you. This was exactly what Jesus was saying here. We will come to abide in you through the Spirit. He goes on to say in verse 25, These things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you, but the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, He shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. At this point in time, Jesus is explaining to his disciples and assuring them that even when he leaves, they will not be left alone and they will recognize the Holy Spirit when it comes because they know Jesus Christ. He is in the Father. The Father is in him and through the Holy Spirit they will come back and be a comfort unto the disciples. If we go on to John chapter 16, starting at verse 5, he says, But now I go my way to him that sent me, and none of you asketh me, Whither goest thou? But because I have said these things unto you, sorrow hath filled your heart. And we can understand that. We can understand when we lose fellowship with a fellow believer that sorrow fills our hearts because of the break in fellowship we have with them. And they have become sorrowful because Jesus is telling them that he is going to leave them. That not many days hence he's going to be crucified and he's going to go away, but he's not going to leave them comfortless. But still the flesh becomes sorrowful. He goes on to say in verse 7, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. 
but if I depart, I will send him unto you. That is a promise that we can hold dear to us because when Jesus left this earth in his physical form, he sent back that spirit. While he was walking this earth, I truly believe if he had continued walking this earth, the spirit would have walked with him and him and the spirit and the father would all have been communing together and the spirit could not have departed from him to indwell within the believers. He goes on to say here, and when he has come, he will reprove the world of sin. And that word reprove there also means convict. When he comes, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment of sin because they believe not on me of righteousness because I go to my father and ye seek me no more of judgment because the prince of this world is judged and I'd like to go on to Acts chapter 1 starting at verse 4 and it says and being assembled together with them commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem and this was when Jesus had come back before he ascended up to heaven and he had met with various different groups of people during this time and at this point in time he is with the disciples and he's beginning to tell them and command them it says but wait for the promise of the father which saith he ye have heard of me for john truly baptized with water but ye shall be baptized with the holy ghost not many days hence and he goes on to say in verse 7 it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the father hath put in his own power but ye shall receive power after that the holy ghost is come upon you and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in jerusalem and in all judea and in samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth he was telling them here that they needed to wait there and tarry in jerusalem because the holy ghost or the holy spirit was going to be coming back to them as their comforter and they would be filled with the holy ghost if you go back through the bible before this point in time there are only a few mentions of anybody being filled with the holy spirit to name one of those was john the baptist in the womb was filled with the holy ghost there's a few others throughout here and you can look those up but most of the time what took place when you read through the scriptures up to this point is the spirit would come upon man they would perform some mighty or miraculous work and then this holy spirit would move away uh, the holy spirit led the children of israel the fire by night and the pillar of cloud by day but at this point in time jesus is letting them know that you need to wait here you need to tarry and the holy spirit will come upon you and you will be given power and you will witness of me from this point on through all of this land and to the uttermost parts of the earth. And I think about that in this day and age. The Holy Spirit has been able to pass from generation to generation, from believer to believer, to the point to where the uttermost parts of this earth have been ministered to, have been witnessed to about Jesus Christ. Just things that we would have thought about just 30 years ago would not be possible, has become possible with technology. Even this podcast that you're listening to today is able to reach anyone, anywhere in all of the world. So this scripture has become fulfilled more and more so as the days go on. If you turn over to chapter 2 and start at verse 1 and it says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. 
They tarried along, they came together with one desire, with one expectation, and that was to receive the infilling of the Holy Ghost. And because they did that, the Spirit came upon them and filled every single one of them. You go on through these scriptures here, the following verses, and they speak about how they then spoke in other tongues, and men came around and thought that they were drunk because they were speaking in tongues that they knew not. And they were observing and trying to figure out what was going on. And if we go on down to verse 14, it says, But Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, Ye men of Judea, and all that ye dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you, and hearken to my words. For these are not drunken, as ye suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And that is that scripture that we read back in Joel chapter 2, verses 28 and 29. The scripture in which it says, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. When Jesus Christ left this earth, we were given a promise, and this is the fulfillment of that promise, that when Jesus Christ went away to be with the Father, they would then send back the Spirit so that each and every believer would have the opportunity to walk with Jesus Christ on a daily basis throughout their whole life. We would need Jesus Christ in the flesh to walk physically with Him, but we would have the Spirit of Him come indwell in us that would guide us in our everyday lives. And that is a promise we can hold on to every single day. Finally, I would like to wrap up this lesson by going to verses 38 and it says then Peter said unto them repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off even as many as the Lord our God shall call and today I would like to make sure that you're aware that you have the opportunity to have this relationship with Jesus Christ and to have the infilling of the Holy Spirit within you. You only need to repent and be baptized, as the scripture says, to repent with sincerity and to believe and trust in Jesus Christ, and He will come and dwell with you. Thank you for joining us today. For more information on this or other podcasts, or to access our written Bible study notes, please visit our website at www.tnwministries.com. You may also contact us via email at tnwministries at gmail.com. Until next time, God bless.